ಲೈಟ್ಸ್ ಆನ್ ದಿ ಉಪನಿಷತ್ಸ್ ಟ್ವೆಂಟಿ ಫಸ್ಟ್ ಸೆಷನ್ ಶ್ರೀ ಟಿ ವಿ ಕಪಾಲಶಾಸ್ತ್ರೀಸ್ ವರ್ಕ್ ಓಂ ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಹರಿ ಓಂ ಶ್ರೀ ಗಣೇಶಾಯ ನಮಃ ಡಾಕ್ಟರ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣಮೂರ್ತಿ ಶಾಸ್ತ್ರಿ ದಂಬೆ ಪುನಚ ದಕ್ಷಿಣ ಕನ್ನಡ ಕರ್ನಾಟಕ ಇಂಡಿಯಾ ಸೊ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ಸೆವೆನ್ ಸೆವೆಂತ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಬುಕ್ ಲೈಟ್ಸ್ ಆನ್ ದಿ ಉಪನಿಷತ್ಸ್ ಬೈ ಟಿ ವಿ ಕಪಾಲಶಾಸ್ತ್ರಿ ಕಂಕ್ಲೂಷನ್ ಈಸ್ ದಿ ಹೆಡ್ಡಿಂಗ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ನೇಮ್ ನೌ ವಿ ಕಮ್ ಟು ದಿ ಕ್ಲೋಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿಸ್ ಶಾರ್ಟ್ ಸೀರೀಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿಸ್ ಕೋರ್ಸಸ್ ಆನ್ ದಿ ಸೆಂಟ್ರಲ್ ಆಸ್ಪೆಕ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ಉಪನಿಷತ್ಸ್ ದಿ ಚಾಯ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ಟೆಕ್ಸ್ಟ್ ಫಾರ್ ದಿ ಹೆಡ್ಲೈನ್ ಆಫ್ ಈಚ್ ಆರ್ಟಿಕಲ್ ವಾಸ್ ಡಿಟರ್ಮಿಂಡ್ ವಿತ್ ಎನ್ ಐ ಟು ವಾಟ್ ವಿ ಕನ್ಸಿಡರ್ ಟು ಬಿ ದಿ ಮೋಸ್ಟ್ ಇಂಪಾರ್ಟೆಂಟ್ ಎಲಿಮೆಂಟ್ ದಿ ಪ್ರಾಕ್ಟಿಕಲ್ ಸೈಡ್ ವಿಚ್ ಈಸ್ ದಿ ಸೋಲ್ ಆಫ್ ದೀಸ್ ಟೀಚಿಂಗ್ಸ್ ದಿ ಟೆಕ್ಸ್ಟ್ಸ್ ವೇರ್ ಆಲ್ ಚೂಸ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಡೆಲಿಬರೇಟ್ಲಿ ಫ್ರಾಮ್ ದಿ ಛಾಂದೋಗ್ಯ ವಿತ್ ದಿ ಎಕ್ಸೆಪ್ಷನ್ ಆಫ್ ಒನ್ ಫ್ರಾಮ್ ದಿ ಕಠಾ ಉಪನಿಷತ್ ದಿ ರೀಸನ್ ವಿಲ್ ಬಿ ಪ್ರೆಸೆಂಟ್ಲಿ ಮೇಡ್ ಕ್ಲಿಯರ್ ನೌ ದ್ಯಾಟ್ ವಿ ಆರ್ ಕಂಕ್ಲೂಡಿಂಗ್ ದಿಸ್ ಸೀರೀಸ್ ವಿ ಶಲ್ ಪುಟ್ ಇನ್ ಸಮ್ ದಿ ಡಿಸ್ಟಿಂಕ್ಟಿವ್ ಫೀಚರ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ಸಾಧನಾಸ್ ಡೆಲ್ಟ್ ವಿತ್ ಆಸ್ ವೆಲ್ ಆಸ್ ದಿ ಎಲಿಮೆಂಟ್ಸ್ ಕಾಮನ್ ಟು ಆಲ್ ಆಫ್ ದೆಮ್ ದಿ ಪೊಸಿಷನ್ ವಿ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಟೇಕನ್ ಅಪ್ ಇನ್ ರಿಗಾರ್ಡ್ ಟು ದಿ ಉಪನಿಷತ್ಸ್ we shall explain briefly but in precise terms at the close <coughs> it is generally held that two of the major upanishads the isha and the taittiriya are most valued by sri arabindo and they are a great support to his teachings there is considerable truth in this for the reason that the isha gives us a comprehensive picture of the ultimate truth presents a reconciliation reconciliation of the opposites and closes with an appeal closes with an appeal to the gods of the vedic pantheon agni vayu surya for the uplift of man while the taittiriya gives us a vision of brahman in the graded existence as matter life mind vijnana sutras much more than the upanishads and the gita that later became the field for the commentators to fight out the battles for their respective systems of philosophy a word about the brahma sutras though an apparent digression is useful here for it is necessary to have a clear conception of their character and position in regard to the scriptures on the uh, one hand and on the other to the systems of philosophy established by the acharyas of later times the main object of this work of badarayana is investigation mimamsa into the purport of the textual passages of the upanishad including those which appear doubtful or contradictory and to come to a decisive conclusion we may note in passing that there was a threefold division of the shruti into which is called uh, into uh, into what is called the karma kanda the section dealing with the rituals samhita or mantra upasana kanda that dealing with the worship samhita and brahmana mantra and brahmana rituals aranyaka upasana kanda and meditation and jnana kanda that's worship and meditation aranyaka and upanishad for jnana kanda that dealing with the knowledge jaimini the author of purva mimamsa is said to have written 16 adhyayas of which the first 12 deal with the karma kanda and the last four with the upanishad uh, with the upasana called sanskara kanda to which references are made in the shri bhashya of ramanuja on brahma sutras 33 but the work is lost and is not the same as its namesake available in the adyar library this is the conclusion of 
स्पेशलिस्ट्स इन मीमांसा लाइक दी लेट लैमेंटेड एमएम गंगानाथ झा इन द अद्वैतिक ट्रेडिशन ऑफ द लेटर वेदांतिन्स द उपासना आर ड्राउंड इन द कर्मकांडा एंड इन द कमेंट्रीज ऑन द उपासनास व्हिच फॉर्म पार्ट ऑफ द टॉपिक्स इन द वेदांत सूत्रास दे आर आइदर ट्रीटेड एज सबसर्वियंट टू रिचुअल्स कर्मांगा और एज सम सॉर्ट ऑफ हेल्प लीडिंग टू ए ग्रेजुअल इन लाइफ to its encashment in mind as well as to its source support power and light in the all pervading purusha it is the most comprehensive of all the sadhanas and begins with the center of the spirit as a soul the seat of god the heart it takes a survey uh, of and aims at the realization of the all spirit becoming the soul in each the rishis seek from ashwapati kaikeya for a knowledge of the universal fire which is self in each and the all this discipline called vaishwanara vidya aims at the realization of the cosmic self active in each being and starts as usual with most of the upanishadic sadhanas with the heart we have not taken up all the sadhanas mentioned in the chandogya upanishad but the most prominent of them discussed here are sure to give a general idea of the importance attached to them in these texts and also cover most of the other main vidyas such as the dahara or samvarga as has been shown in the discussion on prana vidya from the brahadaranika we took up for clarification the doctrine of the mystic honey and showed that it reconciles the relative reality of the world existence with the absolute monism to which the brahadaranyaka tends in some of its sections notably the maitreyi brahmana which precedes the section on the mystic honey called the madhu brahmana even this upanishad which in some important parts is the stronghold for the lofty illusionism of the later vedantins is not wholly in a favor of the negation of the world existence but looks upon it as a sort uh, as a creation of delight an existence which subsists by interdependence of the whole and the part a manifestation which subsists because of the honey the madhu in it the chief points in the katha text katha text already discussed need not be repeated here but there is one fact which must be borne in mind that has a bearing on the sadhana the practical aspect which was hinted as a rule the upanishads teach that the heart is the seat of the soul the self the divine being and there one must enter and commune with and realize the truth god or self the object of his seeking the katha indeed throws luminous suggestions in regard to the actual sadhana that arrives at the goal but the subtle truth that no sadhana is possible at all without faith at the very start shall not be missed it is well known that nachiketa nachiketas was afflicted with the doubt when he approached yama but he had also the faith and says so teach me i have faith in this connection श्रद्धा आविवेशा सो वी मस्ट हैव फेथ और श्रद्धा इन दिस कनेक्शन दर्सेस सिक्स ट्वेल्व थर्टीन आर रिमार्केबल इन दैट दे ड्राइव होम द फैक्ट दैट इट कैनॉट बी नोन बाई वन हू डज नॉट हैव द फेथ दैट इट इज दैर इन हिम इट मस्ट बी रियलाइज विद इन वन सोन बींग एज द प्रेजेंस एज द मैनिफेस्ट इन हिम एंड देन इट्स एसेंशियल ट्रूथ एज द अनमैनिफेस्टेड डाउन्स ऑन हिम द कथा एम्फोसिस द रियलाइजिंग इट here in the bodily existence 
the special feature of each of these sadhanas lies in the view points from which the approach is made towards the ultimate reality atman god brahman full of features are devoid of them sakala guna paripurna or nirguna the bhuma vidya starts with a strong and constant remembrance dhruva smruti dhruva smruti an intuition not the same as realization earned by purification of the stuff of the instrumental being sattva shuddhi which is the same as dhatu prasada crystalline purity of the temperament it aims at the realization of bhuma the plenum the infinite self the prana vidya starts with the life principle arriving at its source in the creative spirit the tapas or the active consciousness of the lord this shandilya dis- discipline starts with the soul as related to the instruments of life and mind in the bodily existence on the one hand and on the other to the light power and will of the universal self a most comprehensive vision that takes in a sweep all the complexities of the soul in its various aspects the universal spirit the fire in each being and the all the feeling and realization in each of its oneness with the cosmic self and cosmic life is the theme of ashwapati in the vaishwanara sadhana the doubt about the survival of something of man that afflicts nachiketas is just a surface appearance of the hunger of the soul with which nachiketas starts the starts and receives the initiation from yama into the secrets of the immortal existence manifest and unmanifested to be realized in this life before the body falls but there is a feature common to all the sadhanas for there is no mention of the procedure of the particular sadhana that is expounded not to speak of the details at all the sadhana or vidya as it is called is just named after the teacher or the initiate or the subsists uh, by interdependence of the whole and the part a manifestation which subsists because of the honey the madhu in it the chief points in the katha text already discussed need not be repeated here but there is one fact hmm, that uh, we have seen hmm, all these things starts with the strong and constant remembrance that is dhruvasmruti we have seen so the sadhana or vidya as it is is called is just named after the teacher or the initiate or the central aspect of the vidya itself with a few hints in regard to the object of realization and its fruit or even without any hint at all the reason is not far to seek for when we carefully go through these texts texts uh, here along uh, here long uh, we dis- discover the fact that these sadhanas these methods of approach were transmitted by the master to the disciple and verbal instruction when necessary at all to accompany the initiation given was either not recorded or only briefly hinted at in these scriptures and this is so because the real sadhana begins with the initiation and not with oral instruction through the nayamatma pravachanena labhya through the later maybe in some cases helpful giving just a sort of mental satisfaction this is the central truth of initiation that the guru gives the method not the written word not the spoken word even 
but he gives the word in silence which is a power and influence that emanates from his being and consciousness so tangibly received and felt that one may say that the guru himself is born in the disciple while at the same time the later is the spiritual child of the master thus an unbroken session a succession santati of these vidyas was maintained in the olden times the guru then is one who has the capacity to reach his realizations to others who seek him for the knowledge this truth about the initiation is implicit everywhere in the upanishads and explicitly stated also in some places as when king ashwapati addresses aruni and others saying i shall make you realize to which attention has been drawn in the discourse on vaishwanara vidya again quite straightly the sages in the prashna upanishad address the teacher pipalada in these words though indeed are our father who takes us safe across the other shore of ignorance then there is the famous dictum of these scriptures so often quoted by the acharyas he knows who has a guru acharyavan purusho veda we can take it that it is this fact about the true upadesha that is elucidated in the utterances of shri krishna in the gita the jnanins who are the seers of the truth shall give the initiation into knowledge the jnanin is myself it is beyond doubt that sadhana was given through initiation by the teacher to the pupil and this accounts for the absence of details or elaborate explanations with which we are familiar in the writings of later treatises on the sadhana shastra sadhana shastra and again one notable fact about the sadhana of the upanishads is this that even the most abstract form of sadhana requires for its consummation some help from outside the range of the personal self the help is obvious in the case of one having a guru from the very start as has been already stated even in the bhuma vidya where the sadhaka starts on the path with sufficient purity and strength with a certain settled intuitive grasp of the truth it is said skanda sanat kumara has to favor him with his help to take him across the other shore of ignorance sorrow and death or we find in the kena that the godless uma the goddess uma the universal matrix has to come to the help of the gods headed by indra for the true knowledge of the ultimate reality brahman even in the instance of uh, the atma uh, sadhana the katha and mundaka texts state that it is the atman who reveals his own body of truth to him who makes an exclusive choice of the atman we may note here the interesting fact that the atman according to these scriptures has a will to choose to reveal its body of truth thus implying that he is not as mute and absolutely immutable and static as our mind is trained to fancy not absolutely devoid of the dynamic element namely to choose a reveal himself to the exclusive seeker or the exclusive seeking itself is this result of the choice that has already been made by the self thus different approaches and their corresponding realizations are mentioned in the upanishads there is another feature common to all these texts when statements are made either in regard to the disciplines that yield the desired results or to the ultimate reality which apparently differ they are not treated as contradictory but are looked upon as authentic authentic each in its own context an instance will suffice to show that this is the case there are texts which proclaim that there are two purushas unborn dwau ajau again there are others which speak of the reality as the one absolute at times the same text may contain two different statements which may not seem to be in accord with each other 
we find that the authors of the upanishads nowhere refute any of these texts or statements in part as opposed to truth or as unworthy of notice but on the other hand treat them as authentic because they know they are statements of facts of spiritual experience they do not even take the trouble of reconciling reconciling such inst- statements as are seemingly opposed to one another because they are alive to the fact that all such apparent contradictions have no basis in the realm of the truth which can be realized in diverse ways through many aspects it is not that a reasoned reconciliation of the opposites was not to not known to them as is evidenced in the texts of the isha upanishad the question of attempting a reconcile reconciliation yielding a certain amount of intellectual satisfaction did not occupy the attention of the seers and thinkers of the upanishads but was left to badarayana the author of the vedanta sutras but the commentators who came later on constructed their systems of philosophy always based upon a truth realization as indeed philosophy in india has always been sought support for their systems from the scriptures including the brahma sutras in the process of interpreting the sutras for their support they have for the most part undone the work of reconciliation undertaken by the author of the sutras this was because each commentator found certain texts to be convenient and accorded them a place of honor and prime importance while those that were found not helpful from their standpoint and quite inconvenient for their philosophical constructions were treated as of secondary value and this was done in spite of the recognition on their part that these texts as a whole are authentic records of knowledge gained by the sage sages of the early vedantas the resultant position was inescapable that sheer dialectics led to the ditches to the trenches of the philosophical warfare while knowledge and action jnana and karma and laterly devotion bhakti became discordant and warring elements what were and should have been shown to be the elements of concord and peace for a synthetic grasp of these great scriptures of universal importance our position then in regard to the upanishads especially to their practical importance may be best stated in the words of arabindo who finds that each of the realizations is true and the truth of any one need not and does not nullify the truth of any other in liberation the individual soul realizes itself as the one that is at many it may plunge into the one and merge or hide itself in its bosom that is the laya of the advaita it may feel its oneness and yet as part of many that is the one enjoy the divine that is the vishishta advaita liberation it may lay stress on its many aspect and go on playing with krishna in the eternal vrindavan and that is the dvaita liberation or it may even being liberated remain in the leela or manifestation or descend into its into it as often as it likes the divine is not bound by human philosophies it is free in its play and free in its essence one more feature and this is the last to be mentioned here common to these upanishads is that they purport to bring out the truth of the mantras the veda even for their conclusions for their announcements they quote for their support as authority the vedic seers and their words the riks the appropriateness of the riks quoted in the doctrine of the mystic honey is an instance in point the riks are the riks or their seers 
are very often quoted or mentioned in these texts and this is not due to any kind of sentimental regard but due to the fact that the sages of the upanishads knew that there were truths of spiritual and occult knowledge embedded in the vedas we have already shown in the discourse on the vaishvanara vidya that the disciple was uh, di- directly inspired by the hymns of the rigveda and quoted a number of passages from the hymns addressed to agni vaishvanara above all sri arbindo has shown beyond a shadow of doubt that the 15th and 16th verses of the isha upanishad which refer to the golden lid covering the face of the truth are a just reproduction in the language of the upanishads of the first rig of the 62nd hymn in the 15th mandala of the rigveda here we may add that there is hardly any among the major upanishads which does not make a reference to the rigs or rishis by way of authenticating their statements hiranmayana patrena satyasapi hitam mukham that hymn now we conclude our approach to the subject differs in some important respects from that of modern scholarship led by western servants and generally accepted and followed by indian learning of modern times our position in regard to the character and aim of the upanishads is fundamentally at variance with that taken by scholars in general and to some extent in some uh, in one important respect by indigenous scholarship as well while it is a fact we admit that the upanishads are preeminently books of knowledge we also hold that it is the veda that is the source and support of the upanishads as well as of the brahmanas which are the scripture for the ritualists and that is wrong to treat the veda the mantras as part of the karma kanda meant chiefly for the rituals and thus in practice though not in belief and theory inferior to the upanishads for purposes of spiritual wisdom again we hold that the upanishads are not in the words of sri arbindo philosophical speculations of the intellectual kind a metaphysical analysis which labors to define notions to select ideas and discriminate those that are true to support the mind in its intellectual preferences by its dialectical reasoning on the contrary they are the creation of a revelatory and intuitive mind and its illumined experience and all their substance structure phrase imagery movement are determined by and stamped with this original character nor are they a revolutionary departure from the vedic mind and its temperament and fundamental ideas but a continuation and development and to a certain extent an enlarging transformation in the sense of bringing out into open expression all that was held covered in the symbolic vedic speech as a mystery and a secret hari rama Om Tat Sat. So, this ends the book Lights on the Upanishads by T.V. Kapali Shastri. This is the last session. That's the 21st session. Hare Rama. Brahmaar Pramastu. Om Tat Sat.